Hey, you're listening to Blue Jean Church's podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. To learn more about Blue Jean Church in Selma, Alabama, visit us at www.bluejeanselma.com. Yeah, Lord, thank you for your presence this morning, Father. Uh, it's, it feels so good to be in the Father's house and know that uh, love is breaking through this morning. And um, shame has to leave. It has no place here, uh, not in your house. Yeah. Lord, we thank you for that. You're so good. You're so kind. We love you, Lord. And um, we worship you this morning. Thank you for your presence. Just intensify your presence, Father. Um, yeah, just come. Amen. All right, Lord, anoint, this, anoint these words this morning. Okay, guys, well, here we go. Um, I, I have to say this. I, I asked several people to speak and uh, got uh, turned down, and so here I am again. Okay, guys, so it is what it is. We're not changing the model of having different people speak every Sunday, but sometimes when you've asked a couple of people and it gets to be Tuesday or Wednesday and you get your final no, it's like, well, what do you do? And uh, Ann said, well, maybe the Lord wants you to speak. And I'm like, well, okay. But uh, I want y'all to know we're not becoming a, a Bob-heavy uh, sermon on the morning, uh, Sunday mornings. And uh, summer's a little bit hard to, you know, sometimes to get people connected. So anyway, uh, with that said, I, I, when I realized it was going to be me again, I started saying, well, Lord, what do you want to talk about this Sunday? What's on your heart? And, um, and y'all remember if you were here, you saw the... Uh, uh, message on video last week, I talked a little bit about my office that I'm building out at the cabin, uh, out at the land, and uh, building a, a one-room, 12 by 12, little simple, off-grid kind of a place for me to work when I retire in October. And, um, and I told everybody that I felt like the Lord said, I was going to do some teaching. Yeah, there it is. It's, we've made progress since then. That's old. There's more progress on it. But <clears throat> the Lord, I felt like, told me that he was going to teach me things through this experience. And so uh, I don't know if you remember me mentioning last week that if you'll put that picture back up, you can see. Okay, see the gravel up there in the top right? That's, that's my spring-fed well. And it comes around to that uh, pump right there, and it works. It's great water. And, uh, but that bank right there is just full of water. There's springs. It's like if you picked up the ground and did like that, it'd be like a saturated sponge. It's just water coming everywhere. Matter of fact, when we did that gravel up there at the top and I stepped on it the first time, my, my foot, Robert was out there with me, it sunk down in the sand and gravel so much because it's so wet. And it's just water pouring out of that bank. And I said last week, there's something about that. There's a prophetic word about that water that I hadn't gotten a download on yet, but I, but I bet I will. There's something about the water. Okay, and so when I was praying about what to say this morning, the water became the thing. And um, it's spring-fed, that water. 
And where I felt like the Lord, that's where I felt like the Lord wanted, wanted that office. And uh, he's been very specific about things. And this hasn't ever happened to me before. This is new ground. But he's like giving me the name for it. And he's helping decorate it. That sounds weird. But I'm like, Lord, what do you want in here? And what I heard was simple and comfortable. And not much. Very, very minimal. But, so, I mean, I'm asking questions like, what color? I mean, things like that. That sounds weird, but I've got a color for the door. It's crazy. I'm not, and Anne will tell you, I'm like, I, I don't decorate. I don't know anything about decoration, okay? So this is like me and God's thing, okay? And so maybe it's not special to you, but it's really special to me. It's becoming a really special experience for me. And, um, and so... I felt like the Lord wanted me to put the office there, and he's made it possible for, for us to do this. And so, um, and there's water everywhere. There's just water everywhere. That spring that you see flows strong. It's a strong spring, and it all comes out of the land right up the bank. The whole, Those banks just flood water. And so... I was standing there Friday afternoon and had been working out there most of Friday and just drenched in sweat and a thunderstorm came up and we have put the, the wood roof on there without no tin yet, but I, I was thinking, I just got to stay out here in the rain. I'm already soaking. I stink, you know, because I've been sweating all day. I got gradu all over me. And so it wouldn't hurt to stay out in the rain. And so the thunderstorm blows up, and I'm standing under there. And it's like water everywhere. Water rushing down the hills. Water, 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 water. Friday morning before I go out there, I'm sitting on the back porch. And I'm looking at bushes in our, in our bed over to the left. And some spirea bushes that we were almost going to dig up and throw away because they were just struggling and they were ugly and they weren't growing and they were shriveling up and a lot of dead limbs and stuff. And it's, we put water on them a lot. And in a year's time, I glanced over there Friday morning and I noticed these spirea have just exploded. They're just full. They're lush. They're growing. There's new shoots coming out of them. Uh, the, the plants that we planted two years ago, they're just exploding. It's like unbelievable, and it all has to do with water. All has to do with water. There's been a lot of water this summer. Mo yeah, I am so upset about the river. We can't ha hardly get on the river because of the, so much water. God loves prophetic symbols. He's always about prophetic symbols. Jesus is the Lamb of God. Yeah. There's power in the blood of Jesus. The prophetic connection. Water baptism. We're going to do communion in a minute. Blood and body and flesh. Symbols, prophetic symbols. God's always been about that. Rainbows. You know, God loves to use nature and just regular things as a prophetic symbol or metaphor of spiritual things. This is not new under the sun. It's all throughout Scripture. 
Ezekiel chapter 47. I want to read just a, a, a little thing out of that. Look in Ezekiel chapter 47. It's all about water. Ezekiel got a prophetic word. He was a huge prophet in the Old Testament. And he gets a prophetic word. He sees a vision. It's just a crazy vision. And it's all about water. In Ezekiel, it's a river that comes from the temple of God. And in chapter 47, he says, A man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold. And it went down. A man went eastward with me, this is chapter verse 3, with a measuring line. It was so big you couldn't cross it. They go out into it. It gets over his head. It's so far you can't even cross it. And it, it's water everywhere. And he says, it, and, and this, is, this, is, uh, this is the part that I wanted to read this morning. In verse 8, Ezekiel says, The water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah. That's the desert. The water is flowing into the desert where nothing grows and where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. It goes on. He says, everywhere the water flows, there's life. Okay? Listen to what Jesus said. Flip your Bibles to John chapter 4. Y'all remember the story of the woman at the well. As I was doing a little research on this this morning, the well that they're talking about is Jacob's well. And it is spring-fed. Same thing at my shabbin. It's spring-fed. All right, so let's pick up John chapter 4, verse 1. Um, well, let's pick up with uh, verse 4. Jesus had to go through Samaria. He came to a town in Samaria called Sakar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, water. Jesus was tired and he, from his journey and sat down at the, by the well. It was the sixth hour. That's, I guess, three o'clock, right? When, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? And it says the disciples had gone to town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. How can you ask me that? For Jews don't associate with Samaritans. And Jesus flips the switch here. He goes from just talking about water in the natural to water as a prophetic thing in the spirit. He says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. 
Sir, the woman said, you have, done, you have nothing to draw with, and the well's deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it, as did also his sons and his flocks and herds? And Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water. Tell her as they communicate, gets a word of knowledge for her. She gets blown away. She knows he's a God guy. And she says, well, we're waiting for the Messiah. And she is the first person that Jesus says, it's me. I'm the Messiah. Whoa. All this happens about water. Crazy. I want to read in the Passion Translation. I read in that too. And it, it added some things that I want to, I want to mention. Listen to what... The, the Passion Translation says of verse 10. Jesus replied, If you only knew who I am and the gift God wants to give you, you'd ask me for a drink and I would give you living water. If you come on down, Jesus says in verse 13, If you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again. But if you drink the living water I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding you with endless life. I think y'all kind of get where we're going. Maybe beating a dead horse talking about water. You know, Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 10, I came to give abundant life. You know, Jesus, if we, when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus, his spirit comes and lives in us. In the book of John, chapter 7, verse 38, John, uh, Jesus says, uh, to the large crowd, if everybody, if you believe in me, as the scriptures have said, streams of living water will flow from within. And John, uh, in the scripture, explains what he's talking about. He says, by this, Jesus meant the Holy Spirit who had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. That's John chapter 7, 38. There's a connection spiritually with water and the Holy Spirit. When Jesus says, if you drink this water, if you drink the water of the Holy Spirit, there will be, there will be life, abundant life, satisfied. You'll be satisfied, not dissatisfied, not discontent, but satisfied. Jesus says it. If you want to find your life, you have to lose your life. You give up, you surrender, you let me come in and take residence up, and you will find life in this living water. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, what does this, what does this living water do? What's it, what's it look like? 
when you saturate us with your living water, and I was thinking, you know, as I was sitting there and meditating and asking questions and just listening and, and meditating, I'm thinking, well, this, whole, this living water, this, the Spirit will breathe life on dreams. It, it, he gives, he gives uh, purpose and meaning and, 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 um, and direction and and um, function, things to do. And so that was the level that I was thinking on. And I said, Lord, there's, this has got to be deeper. This isn't deep enough. I feel like I'm just scratching the surface here. What are you talking about when you say that you will give us living water, that, that if we drink it, we're going to be satisfied? What does that look like? How does that impact us? What's the effect? And I heard the word flourish. You'll flourish. You'll flourish. I looked up the word flourish. It means to grow or develop in a healthy or vigorous way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. The plants in our backyard are flourishing because of water. There's all kinds of ferns and plants and everything at the, at the cabin where the water is. There's flourishing. When we drink the water that Jesus gives, the Holy Spirit, we flourish it's not just dreams and purpose and dusting off uh, dreams because of mistakes or whatever. It is that. That's part of it, but that's only a part of it. it th- there's a promise that we will flourish when we drink this living water. And so I started, I said, well, Lord, what does that look like? What does it look like for us to flourish and again, I'm thinking, you know, uh, we, we do well, healthy, body, soul, and spirit. You know, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24 says, you know, um, that you, we would be sanctified through and through. May your whole body, soul, and spirit uh, be sanctified. And, and we're three parts. You know, I don't know if you've heard that teaching before, but God made us body, soul, and spirit um, and we, that, we all flourish, body, soul, and spirit. But what the Lord focused me on when I asked these questions was our soul. He said, Bob, your soul will flourish. Your soul will flourish. And that's things like emotions, your intellect, your will. It will begin to flourish. And here's something that caught me off guard. The Lord said, what do you experience when you encounter my mercy? And I was like, oh my gosh. He says, doesn't your soul come alive? Doesn't condemnation leave? Doesn't gratitude well up? Don't you go from beating yourself up or, or, or anger or disappointment or whatever? When you receive my mercy, it's like life. 
your soul begins to flourish because it's free. It's being watered by my mercy. You see, God is mercy. In the Old Testament, where he, it's, in the King James, it says that his, his presence hovered above the mercy seat. That's what the ark was called. The cover was called the mercy seat. When God spoke to the priests in the Old Testament, prophetically, he spoke from a place of mercy. We need mercy. And so when we encounter the mercy of God, our souls flourish. Yeah. What happens when we encounter peace? The peace that passes all understanding. The peace of Jesus that he gives to us, not as the world gives, but that he gives. What happens? It trumps anxiety. You know, it's like I've said a million times in here, it's an old stupid joke that I say all the time, but when I used to go to Cress's or Woolworths and I'd order a box of Cracker Jacks, because that's really the only candy we had back then besides jawbreakers and, and you know, penny chewing gum. That's it. And Wrigley Spearmint Gum. I mean, we didn't have a lot like they do today. But you could get some Cracker Jacks. And you'd go in there. You wouldn't have to tell the person behind the counter, don't forget the toy in the Cracker Jacks box. Because it came with the package, right? And you would dig through all of that caramel corn, and it would be the cheapest little plastic, little, like, little, uh, you know, horse or whatever. Y'all know what the ones that got it. Y'all know they, it was absolutely nothing, but, but that's what you wanted. You wanted the, the toy, the, the goodie in the Cracker Jack box. Well, when you are drinking living water that Jesus gives, i.e. the Holy Spirit, mercy comes with the package because that's who God is. Peace comes with the package. And when we experience and we encounter the peace or the healing or the mercy or the faith that Jesus has and imparts to us, that when we drink that, our souls come alive. We begin to move out of shame, out of disappointment, out of unbelief, out of uh, 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 offense. And we begin to move into peace and joy and patience, the fruit of the Spirit. If it's the fruit of the Spirit, guess what happens when we drink in the Holy Spirit? We encounter that fruit and we reflect that fruit. And guess what happens to our souls? Our souls flourish. We're not in bondage. It's it's not like... Well, I gotta read my Bible, or I gotta pray, or I gotta come to church, or I gotta check this off, or I gotta do that. It's like the, the religion and the enemy says that you gotta do these things to earn God's God's goodness and His love and all that. And it's like, no, you don't. You just surrender. You open yourself and say, Jesus, I want to drink the living water that you want to give me. I want, I want you. I want to flourish. I want to be satisfied. That's what we just read in the, in the Passion Translation. Jesus is the only one 
in the world that satisfies. And we get confused. We all do. Because it's a fallen world. And the enemy wants us to think that money or prestige or, or popularity or whatever is what satisfies. And it's not. He's the only one that satisfies your soul. When we encounter this living water and we drink this living water, shame begins to lessen. Nothing satisfies like Jesus. You know, this inner healing thing that Josh talked about with TM Ministries, I was doing it the other day. It was so good. You know, I've, I've, I've been through it before. I've been a recipient of it. I spent three days in Mobile 100 years ago. Uh, I've done inner healing so many times. I've been the most broken person in the history of the world. It's like they almost won't let me do it again. I've done it so many times, okay? Because I just want to be free. I don't want, I, don't want, I just, I just want to be free. I want to be healed up. I want my soul to flourish. And so um, I've learned all this. But it's refreshing my memory. And I'm, as I'm reading, I'm thinking of things in my life that have bubbled up or, or I'm dealing with now that I can apply these principles to and, and the Lord can heal or transform me and I will flourish even more. And that's living water. Through this program, I'm drinking in living water. The Holy Spirit's anointed it for me. And I'm saying, oh my gosh, yeah, this is how you do it. This is a way, this is a, a method, Holy Spirit, that you're showing me that I can flourish even more. Maybe that's why the Lord's speaking to me about our souls and, our, and the living water that will, that will heal our souls. And our souls will flourish because of the water of the Holy Spirit. So if you're struggling with something, if there's some issues, if you came in here with just a bunch of junk, drink. Drink the living water. And that's so easy. It sounds like, well, how do I do that? Because I'm so literal. I'm like, well, how do I drink you in? I think what we're doing right now, we're drinking living water. The Father's here. He's pouring it out by just being here. We're drinking living water. There's something really special about when we gather corporately. God does stuff corporately that he doesn't do individually. I don't know why, but there's a, there's a difference. And so, yeah, you can, you can have a relationship with God without being part of a family, but there's something special that happens when we gather as family. It just does. Uh, obviously, Scripture is a way to drink living water. And I'm reading the Scripture, and I'm, and I'm soaking it in. I'm reading it, and I'm saying, Lord, what do you mean by this? Give me, an, give me deeper revelation of your Word. It comes. You know? 
prayer, obviously. Transformational ministries. And some are called to do it and some aren't. It's cool. Just do what's in your dog bowl. Whatever the Lord tells you to do, you do. I'm not trying to guilt anybody into that. I just know it's in my dog bowl. And so I'm doing that. But, you know, whatever it is the Lord encourages you to do, whether it's to go to a class or come to these grow, grow blue jean kind of uh, classes and, and make it a priority, just do it. Just make the time. Make it a priority. But whatever it is, whatever method Jesus wants to use to give you living water, just say, I want it. I want a drink. I want it. I want it all. I want to be, I'll share this and then I'll wrap up. Yesterday, I go out to the land and that little pump that I've got, y'all, it's so cool. I mean, it's so cool. I feel like a cross between Jeremiah Johnson and Attila the Hun and, you know, Bear Grylls when I go out there and I do that pump. And I did it yesterday. It worked great. I had me a glass. I'd got a glass on purpose so I could see it. And I filled it up. It was a big old mug, tally-ho mug that we had out at the cabin. Huge thing. Filled it all the way up, and I drank it like a savage. I mean, I'm, it's going all over me. I don't have my shirt on. I'm just like barefooted, sweating, just nasty. And I drank it like a savage. It's all over me. It was so good. It was so good. God, we want to drink like a savage. You are the one who gives life. We declare, we confess like Peter did. Lord, where else can we go? Who else has the words of life? All I'm doing is repeating what Peter said to you when you said, are y'all going to leave me too? Are you going to hang around? Or is, is it too weird or is it too much or whatever? And Peter just said, you know, Lord, where else can we go? You're the one who has the words that give life. God, we confess that to you this morning. We declare to you that you are the one who gives life. You are life. Holy Spirit, we want to drink you in this morning like banshees. We open ourselves to you and we just say, fill us up. Give us living water and that we would never be thirsty because you are the living water. Lord, for those that are here that have been dry, we ask you right now, just, just give them a fresh filling of the water of heaven. For those, Lord, that have never encountered you, do it for the first time that they would be born again in your water. And for those of us that are walking with you and have never experienced that water baptism or the baptism of the Spirit, of your spiritual baptism uh, in the Holy Spirit, do it today. Just smoke us with living water today. We want it. We want it. We not only need it, but we want it. And Lord, that our souls would flourish. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope this message has equipped and inspired you to transform people, your community, and the world through the love and power of Jesus Christ. Whether you're from Selma or anywhere you're listening from, 
We'd love to hear from you. Visit us online at www.bluejeanselma.com.